<laughs> Welcome, bitches, to Treehouse of Horror. The retrospective and all retrospectives. <laughs> that was awesome. That was fantastic. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Almost like I've had practice doing the voice. Yeah, it, it's almost like that's one of the go-to voices you do. Sort of. It's weird. Before we get started today on uh, Treehouse Horror 21, 22, and 23, um, I do have to reveal something. So we all know that that little Crabsworth here adores Robin Williams, idolizes. Would would were Crabsworth religious would probably have a religion to Robin Williams. Yep, yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Um and we all know that, you know, I I like to to bug poor little Crabsworth about his love for Robin Williams. Out of you jest. Really, you don't really bug me. It's more Oh, you was Joel. Yeah, or I start talking about uh, you know how Will Smith improved the genie. Shut up. <laughs> that is a lie, you know. That's a lie that you are using to try to get me riled up. <laughs> but I do want to say, it's a people are going to think this is a very small compliment, but it's actually a very large compliment to Robin Williams. So, <clears throat> I was watching. And I'm blanking on the name of the movie now. Uh, the the one where he's part of a gay couple that owns a gay drag bar. Oh, I don't. Don't know. Um, the Birdcage, that's what it is. Oh, anyway, yeah. there's a scene where he's telling the dancers how to dance. And he goes through oh, shit, about... Yes five to six different dance styles and i have to compliment this because he i think i was watching it without the sound on it was part it was a clip i was watching without the sound on and the physicality of nailing each of those choreographers styles is immeasurably amazing to me and that is that is not a small feat to do it was brilliant. I you can tell without him speaking what he's doing. And it's just it is the most amazing thing. And people are probably gonna think, well, that's a tiny thing that doesn't display true talent. I, I want if I say Fosse, Graham, Twyla Tharp, Jerome Robbins, can you think of one move that they have? Because on average, most people can't. And he literally does the iconic moves of each of them. And I believe there's two others that I'm blanking on, but it's just, it's brilliant. So I thought I would share that with you before we go into this. Well, uh, you know, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm glad that you finally understand the talent of Robin Williams. Yeah, but still, we could talk about cheating. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I really do just say that to rally you up. It's hilarious to me. Anyway, jumping. How is it, how is it at all hilarious? Because it's the one time I see you get your feathers ruffled. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now, um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we would like to remind you at this time 
Please put the kids to bed. We do not know why you are letting them listen to this. I am a fucking penguin who likes to swear off a fucking handle. <coughs> and more and I'm a sadistic witch who turned him from a human into a penguin. And more important than that, once we get into the later Treehouse of Horrors, we're going to be talking about how much Mary loves Seth MacFarlane. For fuck's sake. So, <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, I know I missed the opportunity when uh, Homer was cloned and Peter Griffin was there. I could have asked Mary, how heartbroken were you that Seth MacFarlane didn't <laughs> in that instance? Uh, it would be at that point when you could have seen a witch cry, so I'm sorry, I will try to do better in the future. That's all I'm saying. All right, so Treehouse 21, I got to talk about the opening. Yes, please do. Um, there's a couple little things, like the, the alien in Dr. Fink, that's hilarious. The... Um, DVR remote death. That's hilarious. But the fast forward fight scene between Bart and Homer, that is gold. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm going to shout out the TiVo segment for that, because if you're actually watching this on network television um, and you see the points in which Frank stops his TiVo, pretty spot on for all of the segments in Treehouse 4. Yep. In mystery as a heart. So it, it like to me, I was in shock when I saw this. Um and it, it, it's one of those things you don't expect that level of detail from The Simpsons anymore. So it's really, really cool when it actually happens. Now let's talk about the fact that what I need in my life is Universal Classic Monsters Office. <laughs> yes. I it comes out of nowhere. I don't even care. It is so well done, and I, I need that show now. I truly do. Yes. I need that show. How do you feel about it? You know, under normal circumstances, I say it was cheap. But The Office, if you've actually watched the actual Office, it's got a giant Homer Simpson in a lot of shots that's up on a filing cabinet, and Greg Daniels, who used to work on The Simpsons, is uh, the main head honcho bringing the office to the US so <clears throat> it's at that time when I say pay payback is a bitch um, and it's lovely absolutely lovely I fully agree now the first segment is called War in Pieces and essentially uh, Bart and Milhouse are told to play board games they play a board game uh, that brings all the other board games to life with, you know, disturbing and horrific consequences and they have to end the game and it's about their journey to end the game. Uh, so very Jumanji that we're yep. getting from there. Very Jumanji. Um, I have two quick shout outs to do off the top. Please, please go ahead. The first is there is a Wilhelm scream that happens in this yes. episode and that was... I love a, a Wilhelm scream. I do. Um, yeah, and then really the other one is Milhouse getting hit in the eye and the line, my non-lazy eye. I don't know why. That just got me so well. So I'm going to say one of the biggest issues I have with the episode or with the uh, segment off the bat. Barton Milhouse are playing the week, right? They're 
playing some sort of Call of Duty clone. Um, how could the Wii produce graphics that good? I genuinely want to know in what universe of The Simpsons could could the Wii have the processing power to one-to-one recreate Bart, Milhouse, and Reverend Lovejoy in that game? Uh, I've also gotten here about uh, Milhouse's non-lazy eye. It's a cool bit of animation, and it's well-deserved for Milhouse. Don't tell me it isn't. Oh, it totally is. Um, God, I hate Milhouse, but he's a character you love to hate. Oh, oh yeah, no, everything's coming up Milhouse. You, you absolutely have to. Um, I like the when they're going through uh, and they find the Jumanji game, which is Satan's path. Bart instantly goes, it's got to be good if Satan put his name on it. Oh, and, yeah. And you know what's out- hilarious? That That is like there is a phase in life where it's like, oh, Satan. It's clearly cool. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so the game world is really cool. Oh, oh, it's like, really it's nice. Legitimately, really cool. Some of the stuff that they put in there. Um, God damn, I love Homer and Snakes and Ladders. Yes, I love that sequence so much. Um, uh, it's hilarious. Uh, it's funny as hell. Um, some other things I've got. I'll be the demon. You can be the thimble. I'm always the thimble. <laughs> Yeah. I remember the notes for this and you were like, no one wants to be the thimble. Yeah. No, no. I always fought for the race car. Um, but at, to your point, some nice visual gags here. Uh, Nelson, uh, Martin, Wendell, Lewis, and Ralph trapping uh, Jimbo, Dolph, and Kearney on uh, on that, um, you know, that wheel thing that elementary school people have. Getting some well-deserved vengeance. And Rod and Todd trapped in Kerplunk. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh. I love the uh, police versus the chessboard. Yes. I just got crushed by a giant horse, though. Want to cut me a break? I knew you were going to highlight that one. That's why I didn't, like, uh, yeah. have it written down. Um, Marge and Clue. It's very oh. brief, but I feel there's a whole story there. Like, it's so brief, but I'm just like, there is an entire story here and I must know. Wait, what? Which I think is the sign of a of a good little segment. If you're like, what's happening? What what actually happened? Well, especially for Treehouse of Horror and something like this where you've got everything going on. Where it's just uh, like, bam, 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 bam. Um, so... Are you okay if I move on a little forward in the plot? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so we get to Bart and Milhouse. They have to end the game. They have to cross water to end the game. And there's a sequence that's very Titanic because yep. their, their battleship gets sunk and they're on wreckage. And Bart's like, oh, there's totally room here. Uh, and... and- I don't know what it is about that, but the real there's something really eerie about the way that uh, Pamela Hayden delivers the line. Maybe I've grown tired of living. And then he just sinks and it's yeah. um, it also it had the vibes of, um, you know, never ending story. Yeah. And Atreyu and the horse and um, the horse just because the the. The swamp won't swallow you up unless you just give up hope. And the horse gives up hope. 
it had those vibes that moment for me it had those vibes where it's like i've just given up hope and i'm letting it all ex- like accept me uh there was also a line about um mailhouse refusing to give up q it's just too valuable i know it's got 11 <laughs> points i'm just like okay yes yeah I don't know if you've ever played Scrabble, but you you hold on to Q for for all it's worth. Uh, um, I have a comment that's just LOL hangman. Uh, yeah. Uh, there were a lot of like good little segments in this one. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. It was a lot of good segments, but it didn't flow together as well as something like you know, the shinning or nightmare cafeteria, uh, even something a little bit further back uh, where Homer just became um, Burns's pseudo Frankenstein. This seems like more of a vessel to tell jokes for something like this. That's okay, but I'd want to watch it going further on in Treehouse of Horror because there are some coming up, you know what they are, where I absolutely can't stand it. (laughs) <laughs> because they're, they're doing the same thing in this case they've got a big enough world and a varied enough world that it's okay for me I, it makes sense for me mm. uh, before we move on to mastering cadaver is there anything else you want to say about this segment no no other than um, I got excited when um, you know Barton Milhouse were hung right around minute 11 like the TiVo set Mm-hmm. Like we gotta go yeah. back to that. We gotta go back to that opening because, like, now I'm getting excited. So, the next one is Master and Cadaver, and I actually had to look this up because I remember watching it, being like, "This has to be a movie. This is based on a movie. It is. It is a reference to the movie Dead Calm." I'm not familiar with this movie, so I can't say how good or not a parody it is of this movie. I don't know if you're familiar with Deadcom either. I am not familiar with Deadcom. This yeah. is honestly the first I've heard of it. Yeah, so it's uh I I can't I can't say if it's a good parody or not cuz I've never seen it. Um oh, but there, there there's going to be one later on here that we can say is a good parody. Oh yeah. Not because uh, we've seen it but because it should be shown in place of it. But it's very true. Um Rent a Dream that that just made me laugh for so many levels. It's it's a total boat joke. And, <laughs> and I was like, ha ha ha. That's funny to me. Um, I love the opening with, man, it's been a crazy morning. And then that's <laughs> never extrapolated on. Ever. Ever. And you know me. I I like that a lot. Yeah, that's one of your That's one of my go-tos. That's one of your go-tos. Yeah, it totally is. Um, yeah, like it's uh, it's based on dead calm. So uh, Marge and Homer are on a second honeymoon. A uh, mysterious chick-wrapped person turns up. They tell this impossible tale, but you're not sure if they're telling the truth, if they're a victim or if they are a murderer. And then uh, Homer and Marge have to struggle with, is he a murderer trying to kill them? And do they have to kill him? Or, you know, is he an innocent man type thing? Um, Homer gets really upset when this dude shows up and takes a walk. Oh, yeah. 
which turns into hard bronze spots. Yep, which turns into rollerblades for yeah. no reason. It just does. <laughs> well, Roger, you really know what you're doing. Oh, that was a that was a nice sight gag right there. That was a nice visual gag. Um, why do bakers get all the girls? Yes, I bet. The the other thing, like I love just before that, I baked you this pie. There was this giant music swell. Yes, and it was so cheesy, so cheesy. But I'll take it. Um, and I'm sh- I'm sure that's a play on dead calm. Now that oh yeah, now absolutely. that I'm thinking about that, that's totally a play. Um, then, I have a line here, but I can't remember what it's from. They should call this one. They should call this one recipe for murder. Yes! Ah! Yes, 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 yes. What do you mean, this one? <laughs> um, I, I loved, uh, but this is because I, I'm a huge fan of Dan Castellaneta and Julie Kavner just arguing for no good reason. Um, why did you do that? It was poison. No, it wasn't. Well, it was rhubarb. No, it was berry peach. Berry peach. That's my favorite. I know. It's so good. Um, we've got Homer going utterly murder crazy at the end. Yes. How many guys did he kill? Like eight, nine? I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a lot of kills in a short period of time. Uh, it's a lot God. of kills. Um, kill the, the pie was clean. The shark died from the fuel leaking out of your boat. Um, we'd have to kill him, or we'd tell, or he, we'd tell people we'd try to kill him. Oh my god, it's good. I the next thing I want to talk about is the ending. So if you've got other oh, stuff, oh yeah, no, I've got, I got nothing. But... <clears throat> it turns out it's all Maggie playing oh. in the bathtub. Oh yeah, what's she thinking about? Raindrops and sunshine, and then we get that nice clockwork orange ending, which I'm just like, oh, this is so perfect. Yeah, as we as we go further on and we get more clockwork orange, and actually a whole thing. Um, devoted to it. I can remember thinking to myself, why not just have Maggie? She's absolutely perfect for this. She totally is. Yeah, no. She... I, I feel that Maggie is the combination of the best traits of the gene pool. Yes. That's yes, that's what is. I feel Maggie is. Um, The last one. Yay. The last segment, I have to say, accomplished what uh five books and five movies or maybe it's four books and five movies uh could not accomplish and it is called tween light and it is a parody of uh twilight and a couple of those other books and this is better than all of those books those hundreds upon hundreds of pages and all of the movies, the hundreds and hundreds of minutes of movies, this segment, which I think is, does it clock in at about eight minutes? Yeah, it's about eight minutes. Eight minutes long is better than all of that. And yeah, it's, it is, it's an example of the parody is better than the original. Yeah, it really is. 
Yeah, like if you're interested in Twilight, don't bother watch this. Like this is better than any of those ever were. It's brilliant. Um, and that being said, I've kind of just told you the plot line there, yeah, right it, there. It's Twilight. It's Twilight. Um, what's awesome about this um, is Daniel Radcliffe is your Edward Cullen stand-in. And I just think I just think it's so perfect because in in the real Twilight, I happen to know that Cedric Diggory is. Oh, it's perfect casting. Is, and uh, Daniel Radcliffe goes 110 percent on oh, this. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, it's these cheap school buses with their squishy metal. On another subject, you have beautiful eyes. They're just yeah. dots and circles. <laughs> it's so good. Let um, us well, move between the trees the way it backed us by jumping. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, uh, what was it? Why is there a steering wheel in my bedroom? Speaking of buses. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was a short auto gag, but you know, you got a soft yeah, spot for auto. auto. Um, let us move between the trees the way a bat does by jumping. I have to highlight that line yeah. again. It is so good. It is so Dad, good. I don't need a chaperone. I'm 400 years old. Yeah, like oh God. the dad is Dracula. Oh, yeah. So, so if you bite your tongue, does it become a vampire? I, I love that Homer knows and completely accepts it. Yeah, he's, he's fine. Like, everybody's on board. Um, I also love Dracula La Land. Yes! Oh my god, that's hilarious. Tell more about Dracula La Land. Um, it is the... the I guess it, it's like the, the town, the part of town that the vampires are in. And there is so much going on here. Like, Oh, man, there's so much going on here. What would you highlight from it? Okay, so um, I want to say, uh, first of all, they say vampires live forever, but I die of embarrassment every day. Oh, yeah, in reference to his dad, yeah. it's great. Keep your mouth closed or you'll swallow a lot of bugs. This is true. And that um, the um, when... Uh, you know, Daniel Radcliffe and Lisa escape to the treehouse and Homer's riding Dracula. <laughs> oh my god, that was the yeah! best. Yeah! <laughs> and for whatever reason, it felt like Dan Castellaneta had a little extra oomph behind the yas. Oh yeah. I, I have that. a line that I don't remember where it came from. Where is it? I said I might not. Oh, that's from the dinner. Oh god! And they, okay. You know, and like he had these weird glasses, like things that he likes to pull out, and Daniel Radcliffe is just super embarrassed by it, and he's like, "You said you weren't going to bring that." I said I might not. Yes. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Um, um, I love the fact that everything's going fine. Um, the kids run away. Both dads want them back. Lisa's going to be an activist for vampire rights. Dracula's on board. And then Lisa finds out she's going to be eight forever and is like, wait, and wait, that's wait. That's the deal breaker. But Homer completely behind her. 
Oh, yeah. Like, my daughter said no. Hey, uh, yeah, man. Too, too late. The bloodlust is upon me. Oh, that's such a good line. Especially the way he says it. Yeah. Um, uh, the way the no, Dracula Nobody says loves it, his kids more than me. It's true. It's true. For Homer, it's absolutely true. Uh, that's why I thought you'd really um, like this parody. Get your, because they... Get your, get your way neck away from my son's teeth, you foul little temptress. Oh, sir, yeah, that I'm was so to, good. Sir, I'm not trying to take your son away from you. Um, And then uh, my favorite line throughout all of this. Favorite line by Country Mott. Is Daniel Radcliffe and Dracula sucking Homer dry? Well, Daniel Radcliffe says, "Die, fatso." <laughs> I don't, and I don't know why, but it it it's like um, Pierce Brosnan saying, "Thanks a lot, asswipe." Yep. You need. <laughs> you need, and I mean need to have that line in your zeitgeist because it's so good. It's such a good delivery. And then, of course, naturally, they die from sucking his blood because it's full of cholesterol and Homer just goes, and not the good kind. It's so good. Like I said, this is better than what it's based on. Yeah, He gets turned into the world's fattest bat and says, okay, I'm going to bus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, it doesn't matter. He jumped right in to protect Lisa. Like, this is Homer at his best right here. And then, like I said, it's hard for me to say how good a parody this is because I don't like the source material, but I freaking love this. Like, this is better than the original by several country miles. I don't know how you feel about that, but it's be better. And the source material, that is for damn sure. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have the same... I will admit, though, it doesn't have the same, like, this is brilliant the way the shinning does. Oh, and However, the same as Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace, Homer Cube, even something like the Monkey's Paw. It, but that doesn't mean it isn't fun. Oh, it's good. It's fun. It's also... The fact is... It is so much better than the source material. Yep. It is. It is so much better than the source material. So I've got a, I've got a, it's less horror, more like campy fun, but you I know. I'll take it. Yeah, it's Because it's still got that, it's still got the Halloween-y vibe. So I'll take it. I'll, I'll absolutely take it. Oh it's yeah. It's not like later Treehouse of Horrors where we will get uh, ones that are distinctly not Halloween. And I will, uh, I will have a huge problem with those. This one, though, this one's fine. This one could absolutely stand. Um, overall, this Treehouse of Horror gets a seven point five out of ten for me. Uh, it was good, but it was nothing in comparison to twenty. Which, if you haven't seen that episode of our Treehouse of Horror retrospective, just know um, twenty is the mo- is the modern day Holy Grail Treehouse. Uh, that being said, there's nothing about this one I didn't stand. I actually had a lot of fun watching it. And my voice actor MVP, without uh, any real shock, is Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, nobody was really that special outside of him. And as Miri said, Daniel clearly gave it his all. Yeah, I think we um, 
I'm trying to remember if we've seen a celebrity guest since Pierce Brosnan go this hard. In a Treehouse of Horror? No. Yeah. So it's a it's a really good performance. Um, what's funny about this is I remember you were concerned about watching it because you were like, I know I'm not going to view it as well as I view 20, but I need to know it's not shit. So yeah. I actually watched it first and said, guess what? It's, it's not, not shit. Good. It's not as good, but you don't have to be petrified of it. Yeah. No, then I, I sent am. you a message about 22. Hooray. Yeah, and we're into 22 we, now. Yeah, so uh, Treehouse 22, let's talk about it because it's it's it, there's there's just there's just a lot about it that I I do not like. I uh, I, I mean, I can't really stand it's very bad. Um it starts off I just I just have to say if you ever do the switch witch thing with your kids, please, please, please let your kids do the same thing to you that Bart, Lisa, and Maggie did to Homer in March. Please, yeah. I beg of you. That is the cheapest trick you will ever pull. And your kids deserve to fuck you over for it. Um, I did want to shout out. I quite liked the Bar Bart and Maggie costume. Yes. I thought it was really cute. There's actually a Funko of that one out uh, that I just saw online. Aww. My... I'm sorry. How can you have a costume with Bart with Maggie just like shooting out the front of it and not want to buy it? I know it's um. So Bart Simpson's in an astronaut costume, and then Maggie is a alien chest burster coming out, and it's just so cute. Uh, Switch Witch happened, and you want to know what's hilarious is. A couple days, like just a couple days prior to me watching it, I was talking to somebody who I knew who was explaining how they do Switch Witch. And I was like, oh, Nathan's going to have words for you. Nathan's going to have words. Major words for you. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that. I did enjoy Skeleton Santa. I got to admit that. Okay, Skeleton Santa is different, though. Yeah. But no, the the switch which those kids worked hard for the candy. I'm sorry, don't. I mean, Bart, Lisa, and Maggie like those costumes are awesome. Yeah, like, there's yeah. effort in those costumes. But anyway, anyway, who is this friend, and uh, what does she, what does she do for Switch Witch? <laughs> uh, I believe she swaps out for like um a game or something like they they get like um a video game or like a practical game or something like they get something it's not is the, veggies is the game of a higher uh monetary value than the candy so those kids work very hard for the candy i don't know because i'm not a candy person so i don't know the going rate of candy those kids work very hard for the candy Okay, okay. If the game is not worth it, we have a problem. This is very true. If I knew the if I knew the average value of the game and what it meant to the child, then I could get behind it. Um I actually thought so even though 
I'm going to say Treehouse 22 is not not the best. Um, The opening I did enjoy. And there's a theme from Psycho. It goes right into 27 hours, which is actually 22 minutes. And I thought that was hilarious with Homer continually eating off the wrong limb. Um, And then I very much did enjoy the eat your veggies, homeboy. Yeah, that's good. It's absolutely good. And you get Homer's scream combined with Bart, Lisa and Maggie loving the crap out of their candy. Which is like, it's one day a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Barring allergies or something. Let the kids Which have candy. Bart, Lisa and Maggie have Bart, Lisa and Maggie don't have. Exactly. Are you no. ready to move into the segments? But no, can I just say, people who switch which make sure that what you're switching for the candy is of a better value to the kids. Otherwise, you're just being cheap assholes because those kids, I've seen some of them work very, very hard. Have you seen kids get switched witched? Like personally been there? No, I haven't. But if I know that kids do get switch witched, particularly if they are kids who... I know who I've been around, whether there be kids that I've worked with or kids that my family's worked with. Um, needless to say, I'm a real jerk. The kids love me, the parents don't. As I, to be expected. I have been, I have been known to go out and buy a giant box of candy. Especially if I know the kids' uh, preference of candy and just leave it in spots that's really, really easy for the children to find and keep it under very, very little watch. Clever. Uh, look, all I'm saying is switch, which is cheap. Don't do it, especially the way that Barge did it. Mm-hmm. Bad. So, do you want to move into the first segment? No, because I hate it. <laughs> so... It is called The Diving Bell and the Butter Ball, and it's actually based off of a French film, which I have not seen, called The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Um, I did enjoy the visual of uh, Maggie and Snowball 2 Milk. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed that. Uh. So basically, Homer gets bitten by a spider, is paralyzed, can only communicate by farting, as he can fart at will. Um, I did appreciate kind of the the inner thoughts of Homer towards Marge, like, oh, Marge, this is the purest love there is. Yeah. And and like, it's all sweet. It's just, I don't know, the, the whole thing feels lazy i thought it was from an anthology not a treehouse yeah that's that's my biggest worry with it too and it's then that there isn't good stuff about it like the line halloween the time the one day a year we're living in squalor works to my advantage yeah i love that line for example um i love uh lisa translating um the farts that homer can produce at will for the letters d e oh before we go on <gasps> okay f but then uh, also um i think it's in line with kind of the um 
the relationship Lisa and Homer have. Yeah, no. Because she sits there and does it. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it, it's like those parts are good. Um, and then you get stuff where the bit where uh, the spider runs around it inside of Homer's eyes. It, it's one of the few things I can't watch mentally or physically. It's not scary. It just makes me want to vomit because I feel that in my eyes and I don't know whether to say good job or go the hell away. Yeah, it's um, just, it felt like it, it was from an anthology. Yeah, that's it, all. It, it goes through, through an anthology. And then aside from that, like when he gets new power surging within him, he becomes a paralyzed Spider Man. Yeah. And which, that's just the entire joke for the last two minutes. Which um, I kind of felt that they were told to do that at the end. Well, it just feels it, it feels half-assed. Um, I so. will say I did appreciate the final Spider-Man joke about like the home for all the people from the Spider-Man musical who got injured uh, because that was a very real thing. Many, many, many people were injured uh, preparing for that musical. But yeah, no, it's it just it didn't feel like a treehouse. That was no. that's my major thing is it just didn't feel like a treehouse. Like here, here's the thing. I don't mind if it doesn't feel like a treehouse segment, but at least be good. This isn't this isn't good. This isn't funny. This just meandered. Yeah. For, for seven minutes. And you know you can't get like you can't get anything good out of it and it has me worried because i know this is just the first of a very long line of of segments like this <laughs> and it, it, it yeah it's it's no it's it's not good it's um Moving on to the next one, uh, we have Dial D for Diddley, which, which is it, much better, much better. Um, so basically, Ned is a serial killer killing for God. Turns out it's not God; it's Homer playing a trick on him for vengeance. Uh, the opening apparently is a Dexter reference. Don't watch Dexter. But apparently, I can the tell you that it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a Dexter reference. Um, I have a line highlighted, but I'll let you start talking first. But even the Garden of Eden could use a nice cleansing rain now and then. Mm -hmm. I I love that line. I love the psych gag just after it about those who can't do teach when Ned rejects the prostitute, and so she immediately goes and gets a. Uh, job at the Yale School of Prostitution. I put in my notes, wonder if Bernsey paid for that. <laughs> uh, honestly, with the way for-profit education is going, I'm surprised Yale hasn't done that. Uh, cough, cough. The whole, like, uh, pay for your kid to get into an Ivy League college cough, cough scandal. Well... Yale could use a new airport, Mr. Burns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's a line. Um, a hip-hop star is thanking me at the VMAs. 
Oh yeah. I I'm just like that is no that is so funny. I shouldn't be laughing, but that is so funny. Well then uh, um there's there's a few times where um Ned's job is like a Dexter style hitman. It's one of the few times where a really long setup actually works. Yeah. Oh. You get all of the killing and it's and it just it zooms out to reveal Ned like making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or you know doing a bunch of different things helping the homeless uh donating to church and then um you get the <laughs> you get the prey and then Ned just like neatly putting everything in a body bag. It's so good. Uh <clears throat> the Ned Michelangelo. Yes. I have to shout out Ned hiding as Michelangelo. That was that was funny. And also a nice throwback to uh, Stupid Sexy Flanders that's happened a few times. Uh, feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Um, so, Ned killing Burns. Um, well, actually, first of all, I can't believe that uh, Burns would dump in the lake, uh, given this takes place after the Simpsons movie. Um, oh, it does. Okay. Yeah, it's it's after 07. Okay. So, so what I believe he would do, um, af- like, because after he dumps, he throws the money. Yeah. I don't think he'd throw the money. I would think he would rather try to embezzle it. Um, And I must have not been in a good mood watching this. Uh, but when Ned kills Burns for Homer... The way that Ned kills him is just too damn clean. I love the way Ned puts the stuff in the body bag and the idea that in his last breath as a head, Burns is affected by his own nuclear waste. Love that. Um, I love the idea of Homer saying, do not question me, the star of the Bible. (laughs) That was funny. Um, also, I'm a simple person. I very much appreciated the Wiley Coyote reference. Yes. In in the patty uh, and stuff. Harry, Harry Shears meet me just kills it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but just before that, um, when Marge is listing out all of Homer's enemies, I don't know if this is Homer being a damn good father and getting rid of Bart's number one enemy, or the writer of the show not understanding his characters at all. Sideshow Bob being dead. Sideshow Bob is Bart's enemy, not Homer's. Yeah. So it's 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 something small. We're going to get into it a little later because one of the openings down the line uh, does the same thing, too. And it makes me really angry. But for now, uh, for now, I can't tell. But it's one of those things that gets me a little bit concerned. Um especially um when bart comes in and uh homer's like hey boy you want flanders to kill anybody for you uh no you've ruined the entire thought because that means that homer had no idea that bart would want sideshow bob dead so homer was acting on his own accord which no sideshow bob and homer for the most part have a pretty solid relationship all things considered for Bob multiple time killer um 
You get so into the details. Um, oh, God. How do you feel about God showing up and blaming everything on Ned? Oh, yeah, that, that's funny. I just have here God fears Marge. Yeah. Um, and then Marge asking, well, couldn't you just put everything back the way it was? Well, I could, but the man downstairs would be too happy. Uh, Satan showing up and saying, get me a coffee to God. It's brilliant. Yes, sir. Oh, God. It makes me laugh so hard. Uh, (coughs) Mod showing up. Yes. Spawn of Satan, because, of course, you know, it it was good. It was good. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Next segment. You good to move on? Yep. Uh, So it's called the, the Navi. It is an avatar parody. Enough. Uh, sorry, it's the um, the Avatar Blue People parody, not um, the the Avatar anime. Uh, Kang and Kodos aliens can't go wrong there. Uh, I also I have to shout this out: the crusty head poorly grafted onto the <laughs> the the hulking beefcake body. I just thought was really funny. Um, there's what is what is the name? Is it Hilarium that they're trying to get? Yes, Hilarium. And and I need some now. Gotta play a Nazi party. Gotta play at a Nazi party rally. Oh yeah, they're back. I just have written here, poor Krusty. Also, it works on so how many levels. Effing topical is that? Years later. Oh yeah. Like it's awkward how topical that is. Well, what's even what's even makes it worse is Krusty's Jewish. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's just uh, oh god, it hurts. Um, so Bart gets into the the alien body thing, meets uh, Kamala, the the love interest. Um, it was pointed out to me that the uh, face body paint that she has on is very similar. As uh, Kamala the wrestler. Uh, let me see. Actually, yes. Yeah. Change so, it from black to white, and yeah, you got it. Yeah. So, not sure if um, that was on purpose or not, but it's yeah. a cool little detail, nonetheless. I thought you'd like that. I am a female. You don't have to yell. I am not yelling. This is my seductive voice. <laughs> oh, can we talk about Millhouse killing? The rocks, the flowers, and then he's sexing the trees. Yes. <laughs> I, I was like, this is funny. Stupid, stupid. Now you're having sex with Uncle Tree. <laughs> so good. Thank goodness you are wiser and cuter than your friend. Let us touch testicles and mate for life. Touch testicles. I'm like, what the hell? Well, the, the, the best part is they've always been referred to as testicles, not tentacles or anything like that. Anytime you can't get codos have ever referred to them. Really? I didn't yes. realize that that's funny. It is, it is. Yeah, it is such a nod to it's it's great continuity. Then they may then immediately after. Was it OK? It was serviceable. <laughs> um. So I need to shout out a line from Bart that happens after the betrayal. How dare you betray the planet I got laid on? <laughs> <laughs> it was, 
Oh, and then the suit-ception that happens. And where he goes from dude gets into a suit and then in that suit gets into an even bigger suit. Yes. I just I was like suitception I I can't I can't fault that. I find that quite amusing. Um the fight scene between uh the Rajalians and the planet life versus uh the Springfieldiums for the Hilarium. Yes. That fight scene was pretty good. Yeah, it's a very epic fight scene. Especially for Trials of Horror. You wonder if um, the budget for, I don't know, the first segment in particular went into that because that's what I like to think. I like to think that they were on a budget and they chose to sacrifice a segment in order to make that action sequence good because it's, it's really good by Simpsons standards. Yeah. Um, the, the My only issue with this segment was I was like, I don't Normally, when I see a lot of these parodies, they kind of fall under suspense, thriller, horror, scary, something like that. I'm like, I, Avatar for me doesn't fall into that. So it just felt off theme, as it were. Not that it's bad. It's just, it just felt off theme. Didn't feel Halloween-y. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, and we're going to get into that again next Trio of Horror too. Yeah, so I have LOL the ending message. Oh, the holidays are for your bartender. Yep. I have space warts and I got them from Millhouse. Because <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. Of course you got it from Millhouse. All right. You ready to summarize this one before we move on to 23? Okay, so this one overall gets a 6.8 out of 10. Uh, trust me, if it wasn't for the last segment, it would have gotten a lot lower. Uh, I love the way that it built to a crescendo, but that's about it. It was a real stinker, and I can't believe we're just two away from one that that uh, rivaled the classic. And we're this far down on quality control. Um, if you can't tell, my voice actor MVP for this one is Tress McNeil. Because God damn it, she got me with her seductive voice. <laughs> you were seduced, you might say. Yes. <laughs> um, Treehouse Twenty Three. Uh, the opening is like um. So it's 2012. There was this whole thing I remember it about like. The Aztecs predicted the end of the world in 2012. So they have an opening about like, or is it the Aztecs or the Mayans? Anyway, having a sacrifice, uh, oracle, ending of world, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, crazy lizard lady. Yes. <laughs> Heck yes, crazy, crazy lizard lady. I was very pleased. Um... That was quite the ending for Mo. Like, damn. Uh, I also want to shout out uh, the Washington and Lincoln kiss when we yes. fast forward to 2012 and the world's ending. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, there's a few Simpsons like background characters that I love and Crazy Cat Lady is one of them. So 
Yes, crazy lizard lady. Uh, okay. I just like to say the mine opening is Mo's opening. Everything that Mo says is just a bullseye in general. Um, when Marge switches out Homer for Mo to get sacrificed, Mo just saying, Oh, I gotta warn you, I'm into rough stuff. Ooh, ooh, that's good. Make it hurt. Um, and then um, when they find out they did the wrong sacrifice. Okay, so we invent and carry the leap years and it will be 2012. 2012, and it's all, and it will all be Obama's fault. I don't know. I just, it's one of those things. I really enjoy it. You um, should. It's a good joke. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's. It's just the the whole opening is just fun. It, it's it's really fun. It is. And um, then we and so, then we get to the greatest story ever told. Uh, this is about uh, a hydrian collider opens in Springfield and uh, creates a miniature black hole that Lisa tries to keep under control. Obviously. Um, you know, the family feeds it, which makes it grow. And then uh, Homer has a, a, a junk disposal business, which hey, makes hey, it hey. grow. <laughs> I just want to say magic crap hole removal is one of the smartest things Homer's ever done. And I want to know why he's so fiercely competent in these things. <laughs> um, I'm not going to spoil the ending. So... When we get to the uh, the um, the black hole, uh, Lisa's love interest gets sucked into it. Oh no, Ralph! I know. Did you notice? <laughs> um. So I just I just want to ask, just as they get to the planetarium, um, like. People are understandably pissed at Lisa for lobbying for whatever uh, this telescope is that allows them to see beyond <coughs> or something like that. Um, I just want to know who's doing the quality control on the animation, because I thought we were over the super laziness in the Algene years compared to the Scully years. But no, uh, Millhouse's eyebrows in the crowd scene where everybody's mad at Lisa has Millhouse with red eyebrows. It's glaring because he's right goddamn there. And uh, there's a lot more to think about because that just made me pause the scene because I was I was actually really pissed. Milhouse has blue eyebrows. Um, Manjula looks like she's melting. I want to know why Flanders is pissed at Lisa. Um, and while I'm happy that a bunch of characters have uh, differing expressions, I want to make sure that they get all the personalities right. Um, Maggie has dead eyes throughout the entire thing, like she's just staring off into space, not a care in the world. But at least the joke about Homer with the isotopes pennant is funny as hell. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It's, it's funny as hell. Um, Professor Frank will now throw a switch, will try the certain answer certain obscure questions about subatomic physics or destroy the universe. Frank's nod just immediately after that. It's so good. Um, again, we get another scene of them um, just melting, uh, particularly in the case of Skinner's face and uh, Patty looking like she lost her face bones. 
again, the crowd scenes of this just just not well done. And I want to know what the hell happened. Anyway, the black hole comes. Lisa takes it home. It sucks up a shit ton of stuff, uh, including poor Ralph. Yep. Um, hey, can we talk about the Lisa Homer stray dog exchange? Yes, please. <laughs> and then the the Homer fingers. Oh yeah, Lee, Lisa, do you have a stray dog down there? Uh, it's a little worse than a stray dog. Two stray dogs. <laughs> it's a black hole. That was going to be my next guess. Are you sure it was going to be three stray dogs? Oh, it, it was. Really it's good. so good. Um. I'm nature's perfect joking machine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. So I love when Homer was trying to use the black hole thing to open up a bag of chips. Then, mm. the, then um, it takes all the chips. Like it eats all the chips, and then Homer tries to shove the chip bag under the rug. Yeah. It's uh, it's brilliant. Um. I, I quit bageling my English muffin. Yes. Um. Guys, stop throwing things in the hole. Uh, when at that point, Lisa was the only one who ever did it to that point intentionally. And the others probably had no idea until Lisa said it, that they could throw things into the black hole. <laughs> You're right. Um. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, oh absolutely. Um. Then you get the beautiful montage. All of it's funny as hell. Um, starting off with Grace brings raccoons. And then Bart Krabappel gets pissed so he pushes Krabappel in. It's so good. Um, uh, and I have to ask, has anyone seen the cat? Santa's little helper. Yeah, it's... Also shout out when, so everybody ends up in the black hole and it turns out it was like an alien dimension and they're like, thank you for all of your gifts. Uh, Snowball 2 in a throne using Ralph as a footstool. Oh, uh, it's a sight gag I never thought I'd see. I just need more of it. Uh, I I want to shout Uh, out Maggie. the The way I take it though, is can, can we just go back to Snowball 2 using Ralph as a footstool? The way I see it though is Snowball 2 is Lisa's pet. Yep. Ralph is Lisa's one true love. <laughs> That's your one true pairing. So no, when you when you think about it, it's Snowball, it's Snowball 2 showing dominance over Lisa's number one love interest. Yep. And, and I feel like Lisa's number one love interest would show submission to Snowball too. Yes, absolutely, he would. It just, it works on so many levels. Um, Zoon, Zoon, yes, Zoon, Zoon. Uh, yay, Maggie saving the world, but still being annoyed. I th- I actually feel really bad for Maggie. Losing her pacifier, losing contact to her family. Yes, she saved the world, but at what cost to herself? I mean, or we go with the canon that she's a a magical alien witch and the world is about to bow down at her feet. Oh, so now continuity. (laughs) I know, right? So now continuity just works for you, doesn't it, Miri? 
Only for Maggie. Only for Maggie. You just um, want your you just want your alien Maggie, don't you? I really do. I don't I don't ask for much in this world. Are you cool to move on to the next yeah, segment? Abso- yeah, absolutely. Um, so the next one is unnormal activity. Uh I've watched the full paranormal activity series. And yeah. it is this parody is better than the full series. Nope. Yep. Um, the first one came out like a freight train and had a lot of different benefits and then it kind of just tapered off from there with some cool ideas but like the plot made no sense after a certain point and just seemed to feel like throwing things against the wall Uh, so I will say Unnormal Activity which combines several of the movies together uh, is better than that full series but not on the same level as I would say Tween Light is better than the entire series it's based on. Um, edit out my lines was funny, but yeah. I note to self edit out my lies. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, I want to say before I say this thing that made me actually laugh way too hard out loud, way too hard. This for me was on was the same kind of joke as <laughs> Dad, your hands in the toaster, um, yeah. which is <laughs> we have stairs. But yes. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so I I can't tell you how many times when I've seen stairs, that sort of shit has happened to me. Oh God! It's, it is a ju- it is a judgment call, especially if you're holding something. If you do not see a railing, you will fall. It will hurt if you're not paying attention. So I actually felt I actually felt bad for Homer. I felt that way too many times in my life. Oh, I'm sorry, but yeah, the, we have stairs. Oh, sweetie, sometimes mysterious invisible beings from hell waits for a family to go to sleep and kills them. Now go to bed. <laughs> Try. But, da- but dad, school nights. <laughs> um, uh, shout out to the 70s and the reason for doing seances. Yes. That was... Oh, I felt that. I felt that. I felt seen. I really did feel seen with that one. Um, I shall take your favorite child. <laughs> okay, before we get to that, uh, when they were doing um the four cameras thing. Yes. Uh, let's let's start off. Uh, eleven fourteen forty nine. Millhouse and Bart's room passed out. Eleven fourteen fifty. So one second later, Millhouse in Lisa's room, much happier. Everything's coming up. Everything's coming up. Millhouse. Um, throughout all the time that Homer is, um, like Marge is possessed by, uh, I'm I'm assuming Demon Mo, but I don't know. Um, you know, I, after the sex, Homer goes to pee. It takes him seventy four minutes. <laughs> seventy four. <Yes. laughs> It's so long. It's so good. Oh god, I I pissed my pants off at it. It was it's seventy four minutes. It's so funny. Um, you know, as the possession takes place and the paranormal activity takes place, 
Snowball 2 just floating in the air, not a care in the world. Um, such such a like that's such a cat thing. The the first the first um sighting of uh, the demon. <clears throat> it's Mo with wings. Mo Sizzak, come on, he's much more hideous than me. <laughs> and then and then finally, I have we. I shall take your favorite t- child. I thought I was the favorite. Not the favorite. Not the favorite. <laughs> um, I just and I just have here, Lisa. That was very selfish of you. <laughs> the three-way at the end. Oh God. You mean Marge? Demon, demon, year. Things I do for this family. <laughs> All right. So let's establish a safe word. I, I like cinnamon. Okay. Now, this is something I've always wanted to try, but, uh, you know. Cinnamon, 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 cinnamon. cinnamon. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I have to shout this out again. We have stairs. <laughs> it's with Dad, your hand's the toaster for me. I'm so sorry that I find if it you, so funny. If you could only have one. Dad, your head's stuck in the toaster. Could I have them combined? How? He gets his hand stuck in the toaster upstairs and then is surprised that there are stairs. But then you wouldn't get... Dad, it's in there again! <laughs> oh, he releases it, falls down the stairs, then it's in there again at the bottom of the stairs. What if he has more than one toaster? Oh, he could have more than one toaster. The upstairs toaster and the downstairs toaster. That's how you know you're living large when you have two toasters. Uh, shall we move into the third segment? Yes. So it is called Barton Homer's Excellent Adventure. And contrary to the title, it is in fact a Back to the Future parody with a bit of Bill and Ted. There's some Bill and Ted in there. Um, I'm just going to say I'm going to let you take the lead on this one because I have nothing to say about it. It's not boring. It's just straight back to the future, which isn't Triassa Horror at all. No, it's Uh, not. Except with Artie Ziff and two of the greatest lines in Simpsons history. Artie Ziff saying, fall atop me and meet your doom. And then, of (laughs) course, my and then, of course, my personal favorite line in all of modern Simpsons. That's Renaissance Homer. Um, I did like how they went back in time through the 007 movies. I okay. did. I, I enjoyed that. I thought it was clever. Uh, the only thing I have is uh, there are a lot of jokes, yeah. but this feels more like an anthology episode, not a treehouse. Like the greatest story ever hold, at least kind of tried to with a bit of the sci-fi edge to it. Um, but again, I don't know. It just, it kind of missed that magic, but this one in particular, it doesn't feel like a treehouse of horror. Yeah. That's really all I have to say about it. but that that's just that's just it i don't feel like talking about this one because it 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 isn't treehouse of horror this is one of those things that 
you know, I think we're going to get into as we go further down. But I, I'm not a fan of ones that in Treehouse of Horror, especially since Simpsons do anthology episodes outside of Treehouse of Horror. I don't like the idea of non Treehouse of Horror episodes in Treehouse of Horror. And I get that. Um, 23. 7 out of 10. Really? Yes. And I'm going to tell you why. All right. There is there's one segment above all the rest of it. And that segment is the Paranormal Activity parody. That <laughs> it, it made me laugh on multiple occasions and made me laugh very hard. On those occasions, it, it's and it's it on a, theme. Yeah, it's it is a really strong on theme segment. The greatest story ever hold was funny. There was a lot of animation errors that I can't stand, which is why this isn't going any higher than seven out of ten. But it was funny. It, w- it was good. It wasn't like, say. Like the Spider-Man parody of whose name I forget right now. It, it was funny. It was good. And the same with uh, Barton Homer's Excellent Adventure. At least there were good jokes in it. Like a fair few good jokes in it. It just wasn't on brand. And here's the thing. It's it was like this wasn't bad. This just wasn't great by Simpsons standards for me. But that doesn't mean it was bad per se. We will get to bad trios of horrors. Trust me. On that note, MVP. Dan Castellaneta. Always. You are so biased. Ugh. Look, I'll put it to you like this. You only won one this, ep- you only won one this episode. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. I was not at all biased. And he had several, several good lines, good takes. Uh, and it was just uh, it was just a sheer joy to watch Homer in some of these um, particularly I I can't get over the line that's renaissance Homer yep the way that Dan delivered it is just mwah, like chef's kiss beautiful made me laugh made me laugh very hard and you know his entire performance throughout is just bullseyes um I'm going to say something I don't normally talk about, you know, what we're going to do next when we do these VA retrospectives. But because we're going in order, you kind of know what's next. On the next episode, we will be covering Treehouse 24, which I think is going to be one time. You know, we're usually in the same ballpark, but I think this is the one time where we're both in two different ballparks on it. Yeah. I already have a feeling we're in different two different ballparks. So, you know, stay tuned for that. I, I'm try I don't even think if in Star Wars we've been like two different ballparks on something that drastically. No, not not to not to this end. Like we've talked a little bit about twenty-four in particular. And you and I, we we got to agree to disagree on this I one. I think I think there's one segment in particular where we're going to have to agree to disagree cuz Yeah, we totally are. 
Uh, but yeah, so next time it'll be Treehouse 24, which is going to be the controversial episode. Ooh. Uh, Treehouse 25. Yay. And uh, Treehouse... Oh, sorry. The not a Treehouse Halloween episode. Oh, oh, we're doing Thanksgiving? Okay, I will go. Not the- oh, no. Not Thanksgiving. There's one other one. Before twenty six, that's you're, uh, you're gonna let me do Halloween of horror. Yeah, I love Halloween of horror. Okay, I didn't know we were doing it. I love Halloween of horror. Halloween yeah. of horror is great. We're gonna do it. I just call it not a treehouse, but it's still Halloween. I I, I need to go watch Halloween of horror. Then uh, that th- this is great. Yeah, uh, we will also Halloween be doing the Thanksgiving one when it comes up. But yeah, but but it's Halloween of horror. I, l- I love Halloween of horror. I yeah, was not expecting Halloween before this this gets me all tingly. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Treehouse twenty four twenty five and Halloween of Horror are next time for us. You get to hear Wait. the controversy, and then you get to hear Crabsworth get all tingly inside. Yeah, yeah, I I love I love me some Halloween of Horror. I think it, I think Halloween of Horror was a great change of pace, you know, and. Uh, if you're going to do Halloween in the Simpsons universe in canon, that is not Treehouse of Horror. Halloween of Horror is how you do it. It's awesome. Love it. Uh, on that note, uh, thank you so much for listening. Shout out to Jerry. Woo-woo, Jerry. 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 Uh, Jerry. 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 Wait a minute. This means I don't get to talk about uh, Kelsey Grammer's fantastic performance for another episode after uh, it's a price to pay price to pay for Halloween of Horror. Uh, um, if you like what we do, please check out our links over on www.deathpixie.ca. We've got amazing videos that are made with PowerPoint that are truly amazing. Uh, there's some amazing songs out there, brilliant covers by uh, Crabsworth, as well as his own original song, Reggie's Fall Fashion Show. I don't care that this is like airing well past the due date for that song. Go check Why it out. Why don't you just put that up on Spotify? I know you can. Oh, fine. I'll figure it out. I'm out. Uh, and then also, if you're over at our website, remember... If you, too, want a shitty video made in PowerPoint, or maybe you want some excellent voiceover for, you know, your voicemail, your ringtone, anything like that, you can hire us to play on your friends. Yeah. You want to go for your nuclear power plant convention? I'm available. (laughs) You can hire us through there. It'll be excellent. And dear little Crabsworth, you have anything Hi. to say to the people? Nah. I'm sorry. Ah. I, I know Rob Paulson doesn't show up in any of these things, but. Ah. Oh, brilliant. And on that note, bye bye, everybody. See ya.